0: Welcome to another episode of the Mock Stars Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Evan Kunai, and today I'm with my two great friends, colleagues, everything in between.
1: Ever <laughs> Nope, keep going. One of them on.
0: is Jordan Garcia. Say hello, Jordan. What to do. And Christopher Ritter.
1: I was literally going to say what to do.
2: Really? Oh, yeah. let's go. I beat mean, him to it. We got to oh, have a new right, intro every right. time.
0: Uh, today, we are doing a deck workshop with Chris, who is covering borborgamos Enraged?
1: Uh, that is correct. There are two Borborgimuses. Oh, there are. Borborgimus I. There's an earlier one from the first time we were on the plane of Ravnica. Um, I forget what he does. He is not as good. Don't worry about this it. This one is a fringe commander. Uh, that one might be even more fringy. <laughs> so,
0: Well, the more fringe, the better, as
2: I yeah.
1: say. Yeah, maybe he costs, like, nine mana and does something worse. I don't know. Just
2: one of those classic textless commanders that cost nine mana.
1: Ooh. That'd be hot.
2: That would be super hot. But... Before we talk about Borby...
1: Before
0: we talk about Borby, we're talking about Cube. Jordan might be playing a lot of Cube, but before we get into Cube... Check out all of our social links and stuff like that down below in the description. Link tree down below. Link tree that nobody looks at. Cleans
2: everything up. You don't have to look at 40 links. You get one link for all the links. Boom.
0: Everything. Follow us. Get on
2: it. Click it. Subscribe. Like. Comment.
0: Uh, Yeah, comment, like,
1: subscribe. Engage with us. Yeah, we're going to have a Patreon at some point. Send us money, do all the things. Yeah, we're actually talking with a few people. Buy our merch that doesn't exist.
0: Yeah, we're talking with a few people who are actually listening to the show about doing episodes with them. So if you're listening to this and you want to be part of that... Reach out to us in the comments on YouTube, and we can make that happen. We are always looking to expand our horizons.
2: Yeah, kind of with the concept of what we're doing with the uh, deck. Not deck text, but more of like the uh, deck somethings. What are we calling them? Workshops. Thank you. Deck workshops. You know, we can have somebody on. They pitch their deck very different than our play style. We can learn some things. We can talk about it. You know, maybe pitch some ideas. Let us know if that's something you want to see. Uh, But anyway... We're talking about cube. Cube.
0: The reason we're talking about it is because we have been curating a cube out of the cards that we just have laying around. Been doing a
2: lot of drafting, so we have a ton of chaff.
0: Yeah, it's just. All stuff like commons and uncommons become so much more valuable. We've been looking at the Dragon Shield resealable packs because we want to do like drafts because Yeah, we- tell me about that product.
1: I uh you mentioned it and I was not aware of it. It's pretty red. Yeah,
0: Jordan actually introduced me
1: to it mm-hmm. and it's Jordan loves Dragon Shield. Yeah, Jordan Jordan. likes spending money
2: on things. So if I could spend money on it, mm. I'd probably like it.
1: That is a product you yeah. spend uh, money on for sure. Yeah. 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 So
2: essentially, like I think they might not like this facsimile but essentially to me it looks like a really really skinny boulder like one of those like plastic okay uh thingies and it just uh pretty much are resealable packs it just has like a little flip top lid it's like a hard plastic and then yeah you just like sort out your rares mythics well, what
1: did one of those cost
2: i think it'd probably be like 30 40 bucks for the whole cube how That's many are bad. how many go into a cube how well, many pieces we would need like how many packs did we say we needed some like twenty four, yeah, something like that.
1: I could be completely. I mean, weird. we could. Sp- I know you like spending money. You could spend zero dollars. We probably between us, between us, have enough of those uh, card cases that you get when you pick up singles at Card Kingdom.
0: Oh man, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah I guess that is a good point. Like the Card Kingdom.
1: I hate that like, idea. I mean, but we package. could spend a hundred dollars <laughs> yeah. if if you insist.
0: Well, the thing is, is that these containers hold the card in the sleeve as well. Like, the card okay. won't hold
1: Okay, all right. No, we do need to spend this money. I, we, no, you got me. Yeah, it's been we justified!
0: Wanna, we want to be able to protect the cards, and I guess that's one, like, thing that you don't really... Well, we didn't even think about until Jordan had pitched this product, is that, like, you're, you're sleeving the whole cube in a single color. Okay, and then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you just take... You separate out your mythics, your rares, and everything like that, and then you just shuffle them randomly into uh, these packs. You kind of sort of, like, curate uh the balance of the cube like uh, the play style the mechanics and stuff like that and what has actually been very inspiring for us is playing a lot of cube on arena in the last two days
1: Ooh, yeah you should definitely a try a decent to... format on arena yeah it's amazing do, now cool. do they does wizards make these cubes or are these player generated cubes these are this is a wizard cube yep okay
0: uh, but like they do, like... is that
1: how they screw us? They're just <laughs> well, terrible look, here's
0: cubes. The, here's the part that you're gonna hate about it is yeah. because right on the front of it, they're like, "Well, we're uh, this is a cube containing all of the best cards." From you don't Arena. get the
1: cards in your collection.
0: No, that is the shitty part. Okay, like,
1: yeah, you, there we go. We super, found it. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's super cheap to get into it, though. Okay. Like, and your prizes are actually pretty justified. If you win five games, you get the coins back to just sign up again, and you just get to keep playing this awesome format that they've seemed to have And
1: now is it win five games like in draft where you actually have to be super good to get that or is it can no you, i went no
0: uh I, this is a, this is a little bit of a flex but your boy went seven and one last
1: night it was a big dub what's the uh, sample size
0: that's <laughs> <laughs> a can, can out we of replicate four, that out of four drafts okay and the thing was my deck had uh had Elishnorn, uh, OG mm-hmm. Elishnorn. Mm-hmm. It had um from Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Okay. And it had Ulamog, Ceaseless Hunger. Got it. And I was playing Palladium Mirror to, like, ramp into those things. But the real all-star was Essica, God of the Tree, because, like, it, I had a ton of legendary creatures. And so they all tap. I had Lyra Dawnbringer in the freaking deck. This cube is nuts.
1: It is a lot of power. And these are, like, set... Like, uh... Because I have not experienced this at all on Arena. Um these are set cubes, like, I'd be like, oh, I'm getting into this cube or I'm getting to this level cube. It's or- all one cube. Yeah. Okay. And you oh, can, it's you only like, one cube. You can look at the okay. card
2: list ahead of time and everything, too. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's all preset and everything like that. It's really
1: cool is... Uh, Does the card pool change or not unless they're changing the cube okay no okay it's not part of like regular arena updates where they're changing what's in the cube no they'll probably just do like a different cube or something got it got it
2: Um, but what's really cool is they actually this weekend tied it with something they've been doing recently which is those arena opens have you seen those
1: uh, that's sort of what they got rid of Pro Tour and shifted towards. Yeah, this. exactly. Yeah.
2: So they're doing those like Arena uh, Opens. It's like five thousand gems to sign up, which is kind of steep. But um, if you're good at doing it, like go for it. Like it's good competition. You get it. It's invite. your only
1: option. Officially. It's your only option. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, you get into if you do well, you can get to the invite to week two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's when the prizes actually get start getting pretty serious. You get your gems back on one win because it's single elimination. Yeah. Uh, two wins was like. Five hundred bucks, three wins was a thousand, four wins was two thousand. Jeez, like, yeah, no, it was. Oh pre- my god, yeah, it's pretty hot. Like, there's some serious, serious comp there. So, and the fact that they're doing it now with the the cube, I think, is really cool.
1: Oh, sidebar, how are you doing climbing the ladder? Uh great question. Uh, I almost went fucking
2: insane last night. Okay, yeah, <laughs> uh, been there. Yeah, <laughs> there I was at said- one point where Jordan. <laughs> I was just sitting
0: on the couch like watching something, and I heard this like. I heard him blow air out his nose in a way that I've heard him like laugh before and I turned around and I was like still playing arena huh like yeah. he was that's his like You were just off. witnessing
1: a heavy tilt.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Heavy, heavy tilt.
2: Heavy tilt. I was 3 away from mythic. Then I went yep. back down to Diamond 2. Mm. Now I'm back at Diamond 1. Yes. I'll probably kill myself at Silver 3. Uh, you know, uh. It is what it is. But I did get to Diamond 1, and I'll shout out, that is the furthest I've ever gotten. And I feel pretty good about that. I Especially mean,
1: it's going to feel good when you hit Mythic. For sure, for yeah. sure. I, it's
2: my goal to make it happen. And I have nine days off while we're still in this uh, ranked session, so I I'm going to try to get there.
0: You're playing Mono Blue, and you have all these options available to you. It's crazy how flexible your deck is and how well it suits the meta. Like, you've you've
1: had a couple of mirror matches too, where it's just kind of like, yeah, those are tough running into that. Yeah,
2: I'm just doing like mono blue tempo hottie gin bullshit.
1: Are they uh, is arena doing the thing where the algorithm puts you up against the mirror match constantly as you're as you get to the higher echelons? Maybe it is, but like yeah.
2: I hadn't seen it much, but oh my god, I had three within an hour yesterday when I was mm-hmm. on Diamond One, so maybe that's a thing because it was, yeah, that was a problem was for, for really me back annoying. in the
1: day. Uh, playing uh mono black Ugin just like I would get that or the Orion matchup just game oh. after game after game and it's just it was the mental strain of long games because I was forcing a long game, they were forcing a long game, and just like yep. that Orion deck will take every second available to it. Seriously, yeah like, like not even intentionally roping, just the nature of it. It's just resolving it all triggers all the options you yep. have available yeah. to you. Yeah,
2: like Sometimes I hop on arena and I think it's just like a quick play game, you know, in and out in five, 10 minutes. And then I look at the clock I's like, that game took me 35 minutes. Yeah, or instead like, of
1: maybe like formats, they should uh, segment it into vibes a little bit. Like, yeah. get the vibes into the algorithm. Like, who, who yeah. are the weekend warriors? Who are the people just logging on to get their coins? And who are the people just want to play some quick games and have fun? Right. Yeah, you the know? thing
0: is, is even if you sign in and you go and you're just like, I'm not even, I don't even want to play ranked today. I'm just going to play historic. Right, You just get into those games, and that's where the most brutal games happen, yeah. because that's where people are testing out their stack decks.: Yup, it's the most annoying thing in the world. I will say the one thing you are going to hate about this cube that they've mm. curated is mm. that they have splashed so many alchemy cards into it.: I got Combo buddy, I out. am not logging on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I I'm, right out. Yeah. I'm out right now. I'm out. I had got- me, in,
0: then I'm out. I literally got comboed out by the Oracle of the Nine, a Ral Zarek, and a ton of moxes or whatever, until he hit a mo- a time war- or a time walk, and then he just kept or and a displacer kitten, and then just bounced the Oracle up and down, filled his deck with time walks, and then took infinite turns and killed me with Ral Zarek triggers.
2: Yeah, if you don't know the Oracle card, it's a two and a blue and it just ETBs, you just conjure the power nine into your library. I will say
0: that like when I've drafted them either you know, just because it's the only card in my color in the pack. There is one card that's nuts. It's one green instant that says conjure a plummet, conjure a naturalize, or draw a card for one (laughs) green
2: instant. It's just... There's a lot of really broken cards.
0: Unbelievable. I've never seen a cantrip like that in green.
1: Yeah, it's a wild power level. I am so glad that I don't think there's a way mechanically to bring it into real life. Uh, Yeah, right, right, right. right, right. Yeah, let's keep it on the internet.
2: Yeah, the, And then let's burn it and not keep it on the internet. Yes, yes. yes. Like I
0: talked about them like trying to like balance these cards out. They haven't done shit to balance them. And if they ever printed these cards, they would just have to face the consequences of them being permanent.
1: Yeah. You know. So, yeah, yeah. Absolutely insane. Love it. Bullshit format for jerks. Yeah. Sounds great.
0: It is fun. I will say the cube is okay. fun. The cube is fun. It's balanced
1: because that card
0: doesn't take over unless you're able to combo with it. The thing okay. is,
2: like, these packs have gas, bro. Like, the packs have, like, four mythics and, like, some rares and shit. So, like, you are, there's no end of
1: good options. If you're just, like, if you just want to hit gas and you don't care about anything else related to the game. Like, worm is, coil engine do doesn't it. Build a
2: ramp over. deck. Okay. And fucking get eight
1: top end pieces. Just, <laughs> just do whatever you just want. Just shift yeah. into Timmy mode and just go for you it. You totally can. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. That's,
0: that's when I went at seven and one. It was like, just went straight Timmy and I. that's how I won. Also, I
2: think there's a lot of great monocolor support in the set because there's tons of like multiple pips. So that is kind of the hard part balancing if you're going like, I've won like three colors and I've struggled a lot. Uh, for the multiple pips. But, like, if you go just, like, mono green is super good. Mono white's really good in the
1: set. I mean, I on a semi-related tip, I today I opened my first pack ever of Jumpstart. I opened a pack of Jumpstart Brothers War, and I loved opening up the pack and getting all black cards. I, Ooh, it, it, nice. I mean, it feels good. Like, I bet... It feels good turning off your brain for a second in that way and be like, I don't have to strategize picking the right colors right. to find the right balance here. Just like, I'm ready to go. These are This is some decent synergy and I can make some choices along the way, but yeah. like... I'm good to go. We yes. should definitely get some packs and crack that just casually. I mean, I, I got some for the draft tonight. Nice. Yeah, uh, nice. there's a couple oh, in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Maybe
2: we'll get a little uh, camera going, and maybe we'll get a little jumpstart of the boys. Well, Stay tuned.
0: Yeah, we uh, we they used to sell those, like, theme packs, you know? Like, you used to be able to, like, yeah, go well, to the green. store they started and yeah. that. <laughs> buy, like, just exclusively green packs from a... Certain set. I feel like I
2: they started that in eldraine and then stopped doing that pretty quickly. Yeah,
0: though. I think they stopped it after Crimson Vow, but don't quote me on that. I'm not exactly sure.
2: Who knows like with the wizard's product schedule? Like it's absolutely insane.
0: Yeah. I, hard to keep track of these days. And there are
2: 40 different options and every option is different, every set. Mm-hmm. hmm Uh, but that's not where we're here. We're talking about Cube. Uh yeah, so I think this uh the Cube on Arena is awesome. Evan and I have been—I mean, all of us—are just like exploring new formats and trying everything. We're just like ravenously consuming magic right now, essentially. We're trying to create content, content creators. Uh, but I think I think Cube is awesome. Like we've been doing a ton of limited anyway, so this is just kind of seemed like a natural
1: progression.
2: And I'm excited to see how we build and fine tune our own Cube. And you know, we got a pretty decent play group now. So,
1: what's the vibe of the Cube? They ask.
2: That is a great question.
0: Or I don't know if it's we've
1: like spoilers. Well, I was don't.
0: rolling through my trade binder and I was just realizing that I just put a bunch of like strange decks together mm. at some yeah. point, you know. And uh, I have a ton of mutate cards. Okay, I love the that artwork on, on the spoils. Yeah. So I took those out. Those are in the cube. I'm still. I got a cart full of shit on Card Kingdom with just mutate,
1: and then. Uh, Let's see. I also So to, I don't know what the cards are gonna be, but they're definitely all gonna be borderless <laughs> foils, alternate cards, <laughs> yes, yes, we yes, yeah, it's gonna be blinged out. Yeah, well, so I've got okay.
0: a completely borderless foil werewolf deck too. And so like mm-hmm. imagine how much flipping. did that cost you? Uh eighty seven dollars or no, I, <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well, here's the thing. If mm-hmm. you flip a werewolf, You can mutate on top of it before it turns back into a human. Oh my god! Got him. Crazy. Great cube mechanics.
2: Yeah. So we're kind of figuring out how we we got to look at our card pool and figure out all the stuff we want to buy. But so we're figuring out the game plan, the direction, whether it's like you know we assign a mechanic to a certain set of colors, and that's kind of each you know color pairing has a mechanic we build around. If it's tribal, um, uncertain.
1: Ooh, what if we had a couple like tribal cubes? Yeah, it'd be Your, really sweet. The werewolf cube, the merfolk cube, the goblin cube.
0: Yeah, the one thing I'm wondering, to, my, to our, our viewers and our listeners out there, uh, if you mutate on top of a werewolf that nightbound and then it turns day-bound, does it become human again, and can you mutate on top of it?
2: I think... I don't think... It only can. checks human on the stack when you're mutating, and, or when you before you cast it. Yeah, yeah. But also...
0: Like, you've mutated on top of it, but it has you, all types, right?
2: No, it only has the top type. All the
0: top
1: types. So, yeah,
2: use. as long as you put it below... You're going to be chilling.
1: So. Is this uh, cube going to come with a uh, specific set of the magic rules, just like a PDF document? Yeah, 20 pages of applicable uh, night and day bound. It's gonna
2: Tons happen. of house rules that okay. we just change and make up on the fly. I love, fly. It. Yeah, it's I love be great. a document. That, and you know uh, it's all going to be foil.
1: You know the
0: Celestis is going to break the
2: game. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's get pumped up. We're doing a deck workshop today. Chris, what are we talking about? uh borgamos enraged do you want to take us away give us like the idea how did you come down with it what did you want from this deck when you started going also
2: what does enraged enraged do so uh
1: two red two green four colorless total eight cmc that's a lot of cmc <laughs> a lot of for CMC. sure yeah um but he's got good stats he's a seven six he's got trample uh whenever he deals combat damage to a player, you reveal the top three cards of your library, put any number of land cards into your hand, and the remaining into your graveyard. Nice. Yes, Evan's giving me the thumbs up. (laughs) I remembered what that card does. you played this card before. And then the most important ability uh, that I misunderstood, actually, but it wasn't actually relevant in, in winning the game uh is that you can discard a land card from your hand to deal three damage to any target and so the name of the game is to land this fatty on the board with protection and just go off have a bunch of lands in your hand throw them at your opponent's faces or board state as required and use that to chain into more lands in your hands more rocks at faces more smashing more gruel nonsense where i don't have to use my brain i just have to land my commander I like and kind of like go off
0: i feel like this is a ren and tribal deck <laughs>
2: yeah. there's only two because there only has two been printed and the and full tribe is
1: present <laughs> yeah the full tribe is present that is true speaking of tribes uh connecting the uh the pre-topic to the main topic i like it uh, you know actually you know you asked about the impetus for this deck, and it comes from opening a box of Gatecrash or whatever set Bor- Borgmos is from on release and pulling like three or four of these guys, not having a home for them in any format I was playing at the time, but thinking it was a really cool card, just like a giant Cyclops that chucks lands to deal damage. It's yeah. it's it's fun. It's, it's a fun sp- idea. It's a fun deck. Well, yeah. That was
0: like the best thing rolling through when... We started playing again. We rolled through your trade binder and, like, yeah, we were shocked by how many shocks you had, like, mm-hmm. how many shock lands. And we thought, it was how valuable. They shocking. Were. But, like, your collection, like, stretches back further before we, before I even started playing, before Jordan started playing, too. So, yeah, it makes sense how you just, like, connected with this card from, like, a set that you appreciated mm-hmm. way back in the day. Yeah, I
1: really like that set. That was one of my favorite standard blocks to play. Um, I didn't play Gruel Colors at the time, I played, um, 'Cause you like good rat. magic guards. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. I mean Domri was in that set and there were Domri's great. I definitely saw uh played against Domri in some some matches and he was really good. Um but I was just on mono black pack rat at the time. Um, and then the other impetus, speaking of Ren and Six, is that I pulled a Ren and Six out of a pack of Modern Masters, and I was like, ooh, this is a great card. I've never owned it. Uh, th- its expense before being reprinted was a reason that I never played Jund in Modern. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really necessary for a viable Jund. You want build. four of those? I didn't have four of them. Didn't have uh, four ofs of a bunch of other very expensive, at that time, not reprinted cards. Yeah. Um, and so having those two cards and being like, hey, how do I play these two together? They obviously synergize. There's some land abilities definitely connected to Ren and Six. And then um, the first iteration, you know, I wanted to build it as something casual. And the first iteration was definitely casual and I played some games with it. And I had fun with it, didn't win any of those games. And I had the realization, it just kind of needs a little bit of gas. You have to land Borby quicker. You need more protection. You need more interaction to protect yourself and get to the point where you can land this guy and go off and so i made those upgrades just like more wheels more card draw more interaction i always build with interaction packing more interaction and um trying to get more focused with it and i brought it back to the table and in a long ass game that went super long two and a half hours and none of us were playing stacks it was just like very evenly matched tons of interaction Yeah. tons of interaction
0: yeah our pod is incredibly one interactive especially this last week so hey if you yeah. guys haven't heard
2: our episode on playing more interaction you should play more interaction and yeah. you should go listen to that episode
1: yeah i i mean that's you know people not to get too too sidelined but people say one of the big differences between cdh and regular edh is the amount of ed- ed- uh interaction at the table mm-hmm. and um I don't, that that line is kind of blurry in our pod because, regardless of whether we're playing high power or low power, we all pack interaction. We're a very interaction heavy pod. Like, we believe in playing the game, I think, together, collaboratively yeah. almost, yeah. you know? Not I, as all heads
2: down. Yeah, everyone's yeah.
1: there to win, but like, you can't win if everyone else is just uh, unchecked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I always say that, see, like, competitive magic is not necessarily like the stack of cards you have because. It's, it's more like the mentality that you bring to the table. And so if you're sitting down with a pre-con, and as long as you make the plays at the right time and you're interacting at the right moments, you're going to give yourself the best shot to win the game. And so that's what you did this last week with Borborgamos was you sat back. like, in, When you got Borgamos off the first time and then I had to go out of my way because I needed to protect my board state, I psych-rifted you back and you had already sacrificed, or bounced a bunch of lands and sacrificed. I had
1: Storm Cauldron on the board, which right. like initiated the whole making me a target. Every time right. I play Storm Cauldron, I become a target. Which, yep. if, if people don't know what this card is, you can play an additional land on each of your turns, but when you tap a land for mana, it returns to your hand. Yeah, and that applies to everybody. And that applies to everyone, Um, and once that hits, this my deck can ramp heavy, and it's a good thing for me to return lands to my hand as long as I have the eight mana to get Borgamos on the field putting the you know putting eight lands potentially back in my hand to cast this guy with a storm cauldron on the board fucking rips it feels real good pretty sick um and so other players see that and that is ramp for me it's good for me and it is disruption for everyone else at the table everyone you know in EDH in CDH like however you're playing this 100 card format you want a lot of mana, pretty much.
0: Yeah, you yeah. want to be at find loops and ways to generate it.
2: Mana and cards usually wins you the game in most formats. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm.
0: so, with this deck, how many lands are you running? Since they are incredibly crucial to the formula,
1: it's it's almost fifty percent. It's at I think forty-seven lands, not including <laughs> modal <laughs> dual face lands, which are not relevant to Bor- 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 Borgamos's ability, which is one thing that I misunderstood initially. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think when that set came out, it was very confusing. There were a lot of abilities that allowed you to like return lands from your graveyard to your hand, or from you know, or from other places, or like search your library for a land, and, and Initially, with those dual face, it was very confusing because we didn't know what classification you know what you could search for and depending
1: on how cards are worded to in magic it can get very complicated where does this card read it as a does it read both sides in this context or not right and and it's hard to know and that goes against the ethos of this deck which is not knowing things and not thinking so i took most of those modal dual phase cards out unless they were inherently good such as like you know spike spike field hazard or shatter skull smashing yeah
0: know. like i learned in the cube just playing the last couple of days is that like Sarah Paragon, even though the wording on it, is, says you may play lands and cast or and play, um, you know, whatever. That's not the part. But it says play lands from your graveyard. And I had a modal dual face in the grave and it allowed me to play it as a land for my graveyard. And I was just like, what? You know, but like it. that's what makes it sort of confusing.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? it, it That is a uh, fine print you yes. know exactly like mm-hmm. yeah. so um
0: with all the lands how are you getting like i know that like ramping is important like you have a, uh you're actually not running too many artifacts to like ramp
1: no because here's the thing i as i want ramp in the form of putting additional lands on the battlefield right like that is the important form of ramp one to thin out that high density of lands in the deck um, and increase you know give me better card draws down the line but also at the same time uh you know any fast mana I put in that deck is one less land in the deck. And ultimately I need those lands to cause damage.
0: Yeah, have you thought about playing Collective Voyage? It's a little pet card of mine, but I'm not sure if you've seen uh, I'm deck. not familiar. Like, so it's one green mana, and then it has that uh, parlay where it's like, uh, beginning with you, essentially you pay an amount of mana, and then it goes around the table, and then they just, every player decides how much mana they want to feed into this thing, mm-hmm. and then each player searches their library
1: for basic lands.
0: <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Uh, each player searches their library for basic lands equal to the amount of mana paid, and put them onto the battlefield tapped.
1: I mean that would definitely go off for me, but I think everyone in our pod would be too smart to feed into my bullshit.
2: Every yeah. time I've seen it go off, nobody has added mana to it.
1: Yeah, it's it's always. It seems like a advantage. smuggler's share almost well <laughs> a you know? real smuggler
0: not always the case. always in your, adva- your advantage even if you're the only one feeding into
1: okay that's fair right? yeah, yeah because
0: you are the one getting your lands.
1: yeah i had previously you know? been playing animist awakening um but i already took that out I, I think that would be an upgrade over that card but
2: i respectfully disagree because if you're the only one paying mana and you're giving everybody lands they do oh, you we're to untap not it at first
0: okay. you're not at the advantage yeah well i guess when i think about it when you look at more competitive pods like we are Hardly any of us play basics.
1: Like, <laughs> I mean except for me. Like I play Yeah. Like this is I, I play I like monocolored decks. Like my uh my Katilda deck plays a lot of planes. I think I play 17 or 19 planes in there. Yeah. Uh this deck plays 20 basics and you know with 47 lands and only being two colors, I could play more uh you know get more value town out of utility lands and things like that go more into like uh tap dual lands in the red green colors yeah you got to get a
2: tainted mat- packed mana base just in case
1: yeah just in case, in case I, you ever steal one yeah that's a good <laughs> idea but like you know i also play two blood moon effects i play blood moon and uh mages of the moon so i it's nice to have those basic and maybe i play against a blue player that drops it back to basics and so being able to uh still uh go off i think it's good to have that high density basics in this deck
0: right the stacks are like at least in those colors are, are not there there just aren't that many options uh that don't limit what you do and blood moon is just and Magus of the moon are just that perfect blend of stacks and while not hindering what you're trying to do mm-hmm. with your deck so yeah those are great inclusions
1: yeah i i think, uh... I have maximum two pips of any color. Hmm. So as long as I have two of each basic, I'm set sa- Or I mean, I want mountains, so I need two basic forests, and then I'm Gucci. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: I- if we're if we're pitching cards, I got. I,
1: I believe we are. That is the I got, statement right I got here. A I think pet card. I want to pitch to you. Sorry, it was just talking bag about. of holding. Bag of holding. Yeah. Is, is that actually mm-hmm. it? No. Okay. Did it you pitch that to me initially when I sent you the first version of the deck?
2: Uh. Well, I'll pitch that again. Okay. That's a great idea. And I sound smart. Um, (laughs) Real quick, just because it was on my phone when I brought it up, when we were talking about it earlier, those cube shells are way cheaper than
1: I thought. How much are they? They They're $12 for eight. Ooh, that is one each cube. What's that? That is one each cube. Eight of them? We would need three of them. Ooh. um, 24 packs is what we're going for. Ooh. Yeah, so way, way, way cheaper. Okay, can you find a more expensive option? I'm going to look around. Maybe a gold, better, higher quality
2: carbon fiber. I'll look into it. I'll look into it.
1: Okay, (laughs) but anyway.
2: The card I was going to recommend to you is from M21, and it's a Ooh. little pet card of mine that I've never fit into any deck. It is called Chandra's Incinerator. Are you familiar?
1: Uh, I want to say one red, five or six colorless. It deals six damage on ETB or something else, plus an additional line of text.
2: You're correct about the additional line of text. Everything else is wrong. Fuck
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> I will burn this house to the ground.
2: Uh, also, you're right on the mana. It is five and a red. For an elemental 6 6. Okay. It costs X less to cast, where X is the amount of non combat damage dealt to your opponents this turn.
1: I said something damage related. I want credit.
2: You, you said something. All right, 100% right. You said the word damage. It, yep. it is trampled yep. just for shits and gigs. Okay, okay. But uh, the best line of text is that last one you were right about uh, whatever, Whenever a source you control deals non combat damage to an opponent, Chandra's Incinerator deals that much damage to target creature or planeswalker that player controls. Ooh, so I, now you don't need to split like do i kill the creature or do i deal damage to the face you just always do damage to the face and ooh. then you kill the creature anyway.
1: i mean i think that's definitely worth considering uh picking that's probably how much does that cost like two three bucks the
2: foil is a dollar ninety nine it
1: is, is a cheap, cheap cheap you know what i'm gonna pick one of those up keep it around see how i feel about it maybe throw it in it's
2: got fun old school magic art too like it's a very old vibes. okay i like
1: that i like yeah. how it looks it know. kind of reminds me did you play uh metal gear solid five the phantom pain no ooh, there's a Burning Man character in that guy who, you know, there's some insane Kojima backstory to it, but a guy on fire that looks like that, dude.
2: Yeah, no, it's hot as hell, and I think it'd be really cool in that deck. Like, yeah. I mean, and then also just chuck two lands, and this costs one red mana.
1: Yep. Which is pretty good. I do be chucking them lands. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that, uh... Yeah, that's a dope card. Last card for you to
2: consider. Jeweled Lotus. I'm just throwing it over there.
1: Ooh, here's the thing. Uh... (laughs) so it's great. Uh, definitely helps me cast an eight CMC commander a little earlier, but I think I'd rather just have a land. I'd rather just have a good land in that slot. Uh, And And this is a more casual deck, too. It's not like you're trying to turbo
2: it out. I totally get it. It was more of a joke.
0: I see you're trying to meld a little Titania.
2: I love that. That is a must include in a Lands deck. I mean, it's
1: free. Uh, Both cards are decent in that deck. I don't Mm -hmm. know if I'm going to really use Titania's uh, or Argoth's ability to create a. C- token creature, but it'll come up. Relevant. It'll come I mean, up. I, I have six creatures in the deck, seven if you include my commander. So it's not like I have a ton of creatures. It'll be relevant in some context. I mean, I have Field of the Dead in there. That's going to throw me extra creatures as well. So mm-hmm. might as well get value out of that one. And then uh, Titania herself, she has some relevant abilities: gaining life when lands hit the bin. Uh and then it Oh yeah, I didn't even yeah, think about really that. Great. Yeah. I
0: didn't even think about I read it that. for the I think the full line wow. of text.
1: I think I read it for
0: the
2: first time yesterday.
0: Yeah, let me wow. actually pull up that card. Uh, Cuz like
2: it, that hasn't come up once in drafting it.
0: The thing is if it melds, it's just game.
2: It, yeah. it feels like it's game when
1: Yeah, the that comes together. Uh it has been uh must remove every time it's landed without it even going off the rpod has treated it as a must remove threat kill. Yeah. yeah so kill on site
2: whenever one of our lands are put into your graveyard from anywhere you gain two life yep.
1: so i'm dealing three damage to your face and gaining two life off of it every single time I and then that. it is so easy to pull off this meld because i have a bunch of effects that where i can just like tutor up a land by sacking a land those harrow type things your life from the loam there yeah and life from the loam for sure and um all it requires is four more land cards in your graveyard and both Titania and Argoth on the battlefield. And that, that is just so achievable.
2: Yeah. With that yeah. deck, that's going to be so easy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I built a bunch of lines into this deck because like, obviously there's going to be times where it's just not possible to land an eight CMC commander with protection and go off with it. Uh, I built a lot of lines in this deck where I can do things along the way that are just already doing what I'm doing. Um, maybe, you know, score a win that way. Yeah. So there's, like, Valakut in there. Um, There's Field of the Dead. I love th- Valakut in the deck. That's yeah. Cool. That's yep. Awesome. yep, especially with those two Blood Moon effects.
2: Question, are you playing Vesuva?
1: Uh, I am not, although I should, right? I think, I think it's Why great.
2: Not? I play Vesuva, and I would play
1: uh, Thespian Stage. Like... I thought about the Dark Deaths combo in there, but... Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah. you totally could, but, like, just two Vesuvas is better than one Vesuva.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Pretty much. For sure.
2: yeah. I
0: actually love that you're playing Paradise Lost, like the three and two green instant that ro- pair
1: O dice lost.
0: Pair O dice lost. Let's go. Yes. Roll two six sided dice. Return any number of cards with total mana value X or less from your graveyard to your hand, where X is the total of those results, and then exile Pair O dice lost.
1: Yeah, I. I mean that card. Uh, I if I roll snake eyes, two ones. I still get every single lane in my graveyard exactly. out of it. Wow. Uh, so that's great! And that was uh, that wow. card replaced. Uh, I think you initially, when it was spoiled, suggested it to me, Evan. Yeah, yeah. You and, were se- you were talking about bor-
0: uh, bar- Borgamos, uh for a second, and I was just like, dude, this card is gonna help you pop off. for real.
1: And it replaces, I think, Praetor's Council, which is which comes in at eight CMC.
0: Yeah, this is just, and it's this is an instant, and
1: crazy good. Oh, yeah, Praetor's Council is also a uh, sorcery, yeah. uh,
0: Yeah, and so I guess there's one more card that I like. I don't see in your list that I was playing in a Jodzy build that I was doing. I don't know if you've ever heard of Rites of Spring. Sounds familiar. Very old card from Odyssey. Ooh. It's one in a green sorcery. Discard any number of cards from your hand. Search your library for that many basic lands, reveal them, put them into your hand, then shuffle your
1: library. That sounds excellent for this deck. Yes. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm not sure
1: if like you would seen it or heard of it or considered it. No, I I've never heard of it, and I definitely have a couple effects in there. Uh, I don't think I have Winds of Change in that list, but I have like Valchud Awakening. Definitely some things where I'm just like taking cards from my hand and putting those back in the deck because you know maybe I get all the junk pieces and I don't need those at the time
0: yeah you have a lot of really great like grave recycling
1: abilities here in this deck yeah jordan when i played creeping renaissance last week you were like what is that card how how did that just happen where i picked up like 15 lands out of nowhere yeah had to read
0: it for sure and then we uh all groaned as we saw our inevitable doom when your hand (laughs) was just like loaded with lands and that was like the point where I thought I was dead. I thought you had had enough lands in your hand because we talked about this. Where I was like, you could have just pitched all the lands and killed me before I psych rifted Because that's I think that's what we we're, yeah, we're I,
1: I wouldn't ha- I would but I just wouldn't have had enough gas to finish everyone else off. Right, and there was I had a misunderstanding of how commander damage works. I didn't realize it was only combat damage. Oh, like no. I thought I could I, if I had seven lands, I could just do it to your face, and that does zaps it. Zaps that would be yeah. dreamy. That would be so good. It would be a much better deck, but you know, at least, you know, there's lots of ways to get those lands back in my hand and get that gas. Like, essentially, um, it doesn't play Wheel of Fortune, but it plays a couple other much worse wheels that, in this context, um, are actually better because they break symmetry for me.
2: Imposing right. Grandeur is awesome.
1: Imposing Grandeur. Uh, I've never seen it. Four colorless, it. one red. Uh, each player discards their hand and draws cards equal to the CMC of a commander they own in the command zone or on the battlefield. So that, for me, that, that is eight. eight, and for everyone else, that's going to be and like three or four. Too, right? you know? yeah. yeah, yep. And then the other one is a change, change of, of fortune, fortune, which is each player discards their hand and then draws cards equal to the number of cards they've discarded this turn. Which for me is let's that's say I just literally just you though. It's yeah. yeah oh, and it's also yeah. so it's it's already breaking symmetry. But you know, let's say I've discarded a bunch of it. It's lands I've discarded. In any context yes, that turn. Yeah. So I just pitch ten learn ten lands, deal thirty damage. All right, I'm getting at least ten cards back out of my library. And half your back is refilling. Lands. Yeah. Yeah. So and then we also have Keen so Sense and Snake Umbra, where if Borgamos is dealing damage, every time he deals damage, you draw a card. So if I have one of those on Bor Borgamos with protection, um, essentially uh I I can just you know if i have both of them i can go infinite probably because hope you know unless it's a Clark's thumb situation where the uh ratio just isn't in my favor that day um yeah there's lots of lines to just give it gas like i keep saying like you want to land borby with protection and just give them gas and yeah. there are lots of ways to do that
0: when you get that like keen sense uh like trigger to like go off where you're like drawing cards every time you pitch it's almost so like anya falcon wrath where you're like tapping to draw and discard and until you run out of cards with madness in your hand you can just keep Mm -hmm. going so until you run out of lands you know then you're but you could pick up one of these wheels like Mm -hmm. that is like potential for that like change of fortune when it was spoiled i think it was one of
2: the more expensive cards off of like just like hype we saw we saw a wheel we saw a new wheel and we lost our shit i remember texting you about this card because I thought it had great potential. It does have great potential. It's just it fell by the wayside because of how circumstantial it is, and, and you really have to build into it. Yeah, and it is one more mana and it is sorcery
0: for a. It is one sided, so that is the hope is that you are breaking parity so hard here. Mm-hmm. It, but it, it just feels like you're very vulnerable in the moment. Uh, I'm glad it doesn't say as an additional cost to cast, discard your hand. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think that there's. Particular decks that can use this to break mm-hmm. like Anya here, like Anya is Anya's crazy great. with this. Yeah, yeah Po there
1: Borgamos. There's another card that does the same thing that breaks symmetry in another way that is just explosive if I can cast it off at seven CMC, which is Null Spine Dragon, which Ooh. is a seven five flying. When Spine Dragon comes into play, you may discard your hand and draw cards equal to the damage dealt to target opponent this turn. Ooh. So I just wow. did 30 to your face. Let's draw 30 cards, and I better at that point fucking have the gas to take everyone else off the board. You know, those are all
2: lands and... Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, that is awesome. I, is. This is a really fun deck to look through, man. Yeah, it's I mean, you cool. guys
1: are going to have to play it in successive weeks. I only brought my draft kit this week, but uh, maybe next week we'll have some time to I'll hand it off to you guys. Do a little
2: pass around. Yeah, yeah, I think this is great. Honestly, I didn't realize that Snake Umbra was just a, a second Keen Sense. Like, I didn't know there was two so curiosities yep. in Keen. I thought there was just the one. Yep, and it's protection. It's just Totem that, Armor. The Totem Armor in yep. addition is awesome. I think Abundance, obviously, a great card. It's a no-brainer. You just pick the land when you need the land. Uh, Seismic Assault is super cool in this because you know it's just a backup
1: commander for yeah, three for mana, three red. It the value is a little less, but I mean,
2: deals if, two damage to target creature player. I can drop it sooner and definitely the it's ass.
1: done work. I, I think there was one game the first week where I was playing Borborgamos and uh, I dropped that and I just kept the board clear for myself for a yeah. while. Yeah, which is
2: what you want. You're trying to take a late game, right? So, turn three, turn four is really when you start seeing commanders come out, right? And like, two lands will pretty much take care of most of them. Even with this. Yeah,
1: I I forget who kept recurring their commander. It might have been you. Probably me. But every time she came out, like it might have been were you playing like Baracos. I was was playing Barack. Every time Barack's came out, I was like, all right, I have two lands. Four damage, yeah. It's like
2: done. Easy. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun actually just looking at the mana base itself. Like I just got to that point and I'm
1: like shocked. To me, it's it's the best part of the deck.
2: It's it's the most fun part of the deck because you're playing a lands deck, right? So you don't want to just have, you know, split down the middle basics. That'd be boring as hell.
1: I mean, should we Oh, we're almost at time yeah let's let's wrap up by talking about the land yeah, um, yeah I, I mean can, I can it. actually go down one by one and see why these are good. so we got Argo sanctum of nature, which I've already covered uh incidental creature creation in a deck that only has seven creatures plus it melts with titania blast zone, which uh can just clear the board Always I can also I can tutor for it. It's a board wipe that I can tutor for. Yep. Uh, Boseju, who endures, needs no explanation. Cavern of Souls, name Cyclops or name any other piece that I need to go off in that. Name Dragons and make sure that spine Dragon lands. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Command Tower, uh, untapped mana in both colors. Crag Crown Pathway untapped mana in both colors shout out to
2: those mdfc lands these are my favorite yep. of them
1: mdfcs that that made the cut because it's just good regardless and the great. borderless yep. foil is gorgeous yep. and it's land on both sides yes um dormant volcano when it enters the battlefield uh return a mountain you control to your hand or bury it it adds one red one colorless comes into play tapped but i do like bouncing the land to my hands it's great value in this deck it's it's, you know, it's unconditional ramp. I first. liked this. Yeah, this, yeah. this was
2: a very cheeky e- addition. I, I thought yeah. it was very cool. And
1: I'm playing the green version of that too, Jungle Basin.
0: Yeah, I play Rides
1: Grove to bounce like juice back to my hand. Yeah, I so. saw you playing that first before I added these to the deck and that yeah, kind of planted the seed. I
2: didn't think you were going to be able to find that effect because as far as I knew, it was only in the layer cycle, which is three colors. No,
1: there's you, there's uh, two color ones. I have Gruel Turf in there too that, that does it. The dual oh, you're yeah, right,
2: uh, yep. uh, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah no, for yeah. sure. There's some really good options. You have three two. options we a returning hand which yep. I think is great.
1: Uh, actually four. I think I have a, a worse version of Ancient Tomb that contextually Yes you do. Uh, whatever Gil- that's called.
2: Guildless Commons.
1: Guildless Commons, yes.
2: It is a worse Ancient Tomb.
1: But it returns the land to your hands, uh, which I want to do.
2: Potentially a better Ancient 2? Yeah. Don't know. Doesn't hurt you. Doesn't. I think
1: Call of the Bandit
2: Lord is sick in this deck. Yeah. Oh, having
1: haste on Borg- Borgamos is sick. <sighs> Borby and just drawing three cards off yep. the rip. emergence Zone, do it with Flash. Field of the Dead, already talked about that. Getting creatures, definitely playing like 20 different lands or 30 different lands in this deck. So mm-hmm. that can go off Game Trail, untapped Red Green Mana, Grove of the Burn Willows, untapped Red Green Mana uh hauled Bandalord. we talked about car pollution forest untapped red green mana plaza of heroes that is a good card in New almost every lands. commander deck yeah. Yeah, like
0: up and rising it was expensive for a while and it's just starting to fall so if you guys haven't gotten your hands on one it's it's
1: it's about time we're we're starting to hit the floor it's a Ooh. hot card uh reliquary tower you have no maximum hand size i mean if seems I, good i want to hold to those lands i don't want to discard them without dealing damage uh, Rockfall Veil, vale, untapped red-green mana. Rootbound Crag, untapped red-green mana. Spire Garden, untapped red-green mana. Stomping Ground, hey. Untapped, red, and green mana. Can you believe it, it, guys? We'd love to see it. At these prices, uh, Strip Mine, good card. If you can recur it with Ren and Six, you are in business. You're doing some incidental Ponza work to clear the board to allow you friends. to get time yeah. for
0: it. I mean, that was the whole legacy thing. People were just playing Ren and mm, yeah, Renin Six. Yeah, Ren and Six is mine. a good
1: card. Taiga. Yep. Uh, uh, untapped red, green mana at some prices for real, uh, Valakut, the molten pinnacle. I'm going to have a lot of mountains. I'm like, I'm saying, playing two blood moon effects. I have 10 basic mountains to begin with. going to throw Vesuvius in there. We're really going to get popping. Wasteland for more Ponza schemes. And finally, Yavamaya cradle of growth. Why not? I don't necessarily need every land to be a forest, but if every lands a forest, hey, it's pretty dang good. It's great. You know? Oh, yeah. It's Pretty dang good, guys. Are you impressed? that I just ran through 47 lands, that was pretty hot, in like four dude. Four minutes, that was yeah, yeah. yeah, very hot. And that's kind of what I do in real life when this deck goes off. <laughs> is,
0: I can tell how much thought you've put into this deck because even as we get to the bottom of the list of lands, there is a sideboard. That I'm, has looking sideboard. Cards I'm looking at in the sideboard, I'm looking at the sideboard right yeah. now. I'm like, oh, that's such a good card. <laughs> he's got 49 cards in his sideboard, he's yeah. Really been uh, stewing over this deck for at least a minute. Mm-hmm.
2: The Kessig Wolf Run is awesome. Just like you know, Borby sticks, and you just have you have eight mana. Great. Well, next turn he's
1: massive. Now he's a fifteen damage trampler. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: and a few more of those like uh, wastelandy type effects I mean, too. That Kessig
1: good. Wolf Run might end up back in there if I pick up the secret lair Kessig Wolf Run.
2: It's nice. It's pretty sick. Might have sick. to switch
1: over to the Crimson Vale lands or or Midnight Hunt lands to match it, but you well, know, that that's a future consideration.
0: One thing I don't see, which is uh, which I do want to like bring up is Dryad of the Elysian Grove is not in your main board.
1: Uh he's like a $25-30 card or they are a $25 or $30 card really? and I already have a uh, Four better decks. effects, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Oracle of Moldaya, you know, uh, Corsair of Crufix. fix I think that's my preferred version rather than having every land type. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You'd
0: rather because your deck is mostly full of lands. You'd rather be able to play it. It's almost like drawing an additional card. Yep. At that point, yeah. Um, that's the way I've always seen it. At least is that with like Augur of Autumn, Corsair of Crufix, is that playing a land off the top is just as good as drawing a card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Um, True. Yeah, man. This is a... Uh, Very fun is, list. Yeah. We're going to have this link down below so you can check it out because you should definitely take a look. This is super fun. For
1: sure. He, he's a fringy commander. I have seen versions of this deck. This just is the... Uh, I tried to refine it to make it a little... To make it like an eight power level deck or something, you know, where you're going to sit down and just, you know, try to oh, yeah. stick it out, you know?
0: And I, from, like, the days that you played in crash and you saw this card for the first time, like, the game has come so far since that... Like, that point that there are so many new cards to, like, plug into this thing.
1: Playing long game, baby. It took me ten years I can finally throw rocks with Corby Ponzo. <laughs> and we're, I can do it.
0: Yeah, we might see some more crazy shit with uh, March of the Machines returning to Zendikar for a blink of an eye. Ooh, and yes. we might see some more landfall mechanics since mm-hmm, that is mm-hmm. now what is, they're calling it a deciduous mechanic. Or yeah, they're, mm-hmm. like, saying it, it can appear in more than... More sets than just Zendikar.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I think there's a version of this deck that would really uh, exploit landfall triggers. Uh, that's just not this build. Uh, right. I mean, if, if anyone listening or watching this podcast has uh, wants to, you know, build a version that pursues the landfall line, I think that's definitely viable um just for me i wasn't like i mean i guess i could make a million scootsworm copies or something like that yeah um just not really what i wanted to i got like i like the idea of just chucking rocks at people's heads they belong in the graveyard <laughs> yeah, it, it's <laughs> just like kind of view. kind of the flavor you know <laughs> right
2: lands belong in the graveyard in this
1: deck. that's right it's Not a landfall a thing. respectable land goes to the graveyard correct all right
2: i think this is an awesome deck dude it thank is. you for uh for pitching it for shersies uh put Shoner's Incinerator in there, I
1: think. Yeah, no, spring. definitely. I love that idea. That's actually, out of everything, and Rights of Spring, out of everything that, that's, that you guys have pitched, uh, those have the most promise.
2: More than anything, I just want to see that card played literally one time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it would be great. I think
1: I messed around <laughs> with it in, in Standard when it came out. I can um, see it. But... I, it was in like mono red and it was supposed to be the top end yeah. Or like, you know, honestly, drop it turn three or whatever. And a one mana 6-6 yeah, yeah. six,
2: six trample is not nothing. Right. It came, can out, get there. came out right at the same
0: time as uh, Cavalcade of Calamity. So like whenever a creature attacks, it deals one damage. It's non-combat. And so like every creature that's attacking reduces the cost by one and then you get that crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, snowballing effect. Just just mono red needs a higher quality and higher density yeah. of gas. I mean, you're um, seeing it right now. So it now. just didn't work out. Yeah, you're yeah. seeing
2: it in constructed formats right now. That mono red just not really getting there compared to what the other decks are doing. It just doesn't have enough in the arsenal. Yeah, mono
0: black is crazy.
2: Mono black has plenty in the arsenal. Mono and it just black continues always has deck. to get more. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just Every more. format. All right. Forever. Before we dive into another <laughs> subject, we dive gotta get out of right, here. Guys. Thank you guys for listening. And if you have a Barborgamos deck list that you want to share with us that we can look over and uh, we can interact and figure it out, whatever, uh, put it down below in the comments. Uh, We will see you guys next time on the Mockstars Stars podcast. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Bye. Deuces.